It's time for the Pokestop Podcast, your stop for all the Pokemon chat. And now, your hosts, Rob Roberts and Shane. Hello once again, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Pokestop Podcast, your stop for all the Pokemon chat. I'm Rob Roberts, and joining me in studio, as always, is Shane. Hello. Hello. And, uh, you know, we we missed a week, and a lot went on last week. Sorry about that, but real-life stuff sometimes gets in the way. You know, you have to take a break from playing Pokemon to go do real-life stuff. Although, I don't know, Shane probably still finds a way to go shiny hunting, no matter what he's doing. Yes, do it at work, I do it at home, I do it in the car, I, you know, if I have my DS, I'm shiny hunting. As long as you're not driving while shiny hunting, I think you'll be okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, I still do that, too, while I'm driving. So, what is this you're doing right now? You keep, you keep kind of, like, looking away from the microphone, you've got, like, th- what, how many, like, five DS's here yeah, and an iPad. There's, there's two open, uh, screw the iPad for a moment. Um, no, the thank DSs you. DSs are, I'm doing a system transfer, but I have to update one, and I'm doing that, and now I'm going to go start the system transfer, so I'm multitasking, and it's fine. We can still continue. Fine. Really important stuff going on over there. Are you um, saying- Yeah, because I want my red 3DS back. <laughs> thank you. By the way, for those that don't know, Shane owns, like, how many different color DSs? I own three new 3DS XLs. I have the black one and the red one from US, and then I have a Japanese blue one. It's a they sickness. all have Pokemon. <laughs> it's a sickness. This is why he has to have four copies of Pokemon. Anyway. Um, I'm up to eight that are pre-ordered. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully to uh, help me tease Shane a little bit this week, we have uh, a special guest joining us this week. Say hello, everybody, to Matt joining us this week. Hello. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing well. Now, Matt, you actually have a, a name that you go by online, though, right? Like with your YouTube channel? Uh, yes. I'm uh, Kalos King on YouTube right now. I'm Pretty new PokeTuber. I started like a month or two ago, kind of, you know, with the summer going on and my love for Pokemon and the Sun and Moon hype just kind of, you know, kickstarted me to start this YouTube channel and talk about Pokemon and my love for it. Hey, we're in a similar place. That's why we're doing this podcast of sorts, which, you know, Pokemon Go kind of reignited that a little bit, I think, for a lot of people. Was that was that kind of the catalyst for you as Pokemon Go or? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the main game series is more what uh, I'm into, but definitely Pokemon Go uh, has been so much more fun than I ever thought it would be. So just being able to kind of get into the swing of that, plus with the hype of Pokemon Sun and Moon, it's just been really awesome. So um, now this is going to sound like I'm really old, which I'm sure Shane's going to have a field it day. Is. I mean, but, you well, are. So. I'm just I'm just old school in that I I've done podcasting for literally forever, and uh, you know, so everything I do is very audio only and stuff. So I'm not as up and up on YouTube stuff. I you know, of course, I watch a few here and there, but I'm not as up and up on it. What is what is a PokeTuber? Is that just somebody on YouTube who talks God, about? Pokemon? You really do sound really old when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, do yeah. I need to get off your front lawn, too? <laughs> you, you're about to. I'm about to kick you out of the house. That was a question for our guests, not for you. I'm sorry I had to chime L- in. <laughs> look at your DS or something. <laughs> no, uh, you're right, though. It, I mean, it's basically just people who kind of dedicate their channels completely to Pokemon. And uh, I think, I don't know when the term PokeTuber came out, but basically it's just a bunch of people, um, you know, who kind of are part of a community on YouTube um, some more famous than others, me trying to get up there, but, um, not really for fame, but just, you know, to kind of spread my love for Pokemon and whatnot. But yeah, that's pretty much what they are. 
So is there anything in particular you kind of focus on on your channel? Because I notice like um, when I watch like people playing Pokemon on Twitch, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, the main games, it's almost always people that are shiny hunting. And I'm like, wow, OK, Shane, Shane really isn't alone in his obsession for that. Like, that's what people do. Is there a particular thing that you focus on with your YouTube? Um, I do like a lot of just kind of like analyses and theories. That's what I've done so far, just kind of where I'm talking about sun and moon. So it's kind of like a podcast in a way, but um, in some of it's edited. A little bit of my videos have become a little bit more edited. Um, but yeah, mainly um, I, I kind of want to go into the whole thing with shiny hunting and maybe doing some like let's plays and whatnot, but you need certain equipment for that. So I'm kind of still in the process of getting all that. Yeah, and it's not but it kind of depends either. just what people more are interested in. Um, tell me a little bit about how your experiences with Pokemon Go has been. How, like, have you been out in your community? I don't know what kind of place you live, but is there, like, swarms of people out playing this game? Or what's your experience been like? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I actually live in the capital city of, of a state, so it's pretty rampant where I'm living. Hey, so do we. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Yeah. So you kind of know how I feel. Uh, you know, you get a lot of chances to go to specific, you know, places in the city. And even if it's like 1130 at night, you know, you see people running around and groups of, you know, 10 plus people, you know, they probably didn't even know each other, you know, an hour or two before we even got there. And, you know, you just get to connect with so many types of people. Um, and I actually went to the beach like a few days after um, I have an episode of that on my channel as well where um, I got to, you know, catch a lot of rare and interesting Pokemon that I don't think I would have ever caught if I would have just stayed here in my home state. So it's been really awesome. That was a really good plug because now if we want to know what you caught, we're going to have to go look at the YouTube. So yes, well done. Look at lots. that. <laughs> You're a seasoned pro at this stuff. Uh, how about the mainline games? What are you most excited for in Pokemon Sun and Moon? Um. I think right now what the the thing that I'm most excited about, and I'm sure we'll get to it in a little bit, is the Island Challenge. Mm. And I, I'm thinking these games are going to feel really um, kind of reminiscent of, you know, of course, older generation Pokemon games. But it's going to bring so much new stuff to the table. You know, Gen 6 brought a lot of 3D uh, aspects, a lot of new mechanics with the ME system. But with this, it's going to be, you know, with the plot and just with the overall general feel of the story. I think that's what I'm the most excited about. Awesome. Yeah. I think, I think you're right is that there's a lot of things about sun and moon for kind of old school fans to love. And obviously we're going to get into some of that in a big way in a little while, which I'm sure a lot of you heard about. But first, we're going to talk about Pokemon Go. But before I get to everything that's been going on in the Go world, I want to make sure you, you get to explicitly plug your channel here so that everybody goes and checks it out. How do I find you on YouTube? Um, so if you, find, if you just go to YouTube in the search bar, all you have to do is type in Kalos King, and I should be the first channel that pops up. But if that doesn't work, you could just go to um, YouTube.com slash The Kalos King, and it should pull up my channel that way. Awesome. Do you do like uh, Twitter, Instagram, any of that stuff also? Yeah, I'm I'm currently on Twitter right now. That's actually how I know Shane. We found each other through there. Um, It's twitter.com slash pumpkaboo, my favorite Pokemon. All right. Awesome. Well, let's get into a lot. There's been a lot going on. Uh, We're going to start this week with Pokemon Go. And, you know, 
Unfortunately, we couldn't control circumstances in the real world, so we couldn't do a show last week, which is yeah, a bummer. Sorry I had a biopsy. <laughs> well, I, I hope everything's okay. Um, but let's talk about uh, what happened in Pokemon Go. So um, not to rehash too much, because there's been developments since then, so I don't want to like dwell here too much. But obviously, there was a lot of controversy with the update that removed the three-step meet. Well, it basically erased the steps because that thing was already broken. Yeah, it's just as accurate as this three-step glitch was before. <laughs> so, I mean, in in a sense, they kind of fixed the bug. I'm using my quotey fingers by uh, just removing the feature completely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, that irritated a lot of people. But then what really sent people off the edge was that Niantic has uh, requested sternly through their lawyers... Uh, that sites like Pokevision uh, that were helping folks find Pokemon basically on, you know, a Google Map style interface where you could just pull up your neighborhood and see, oh, there's a Pikachu at the park nearby. Let me get in my car. Or it would help you find like the nearby nests and so forth. So um, those sites were shut down, which has caused a lot of people in the Pokemon community to be very upset. Well, there's people on both sides of the fence. Um, I admittedly am one of the people that thinks... Niantic as well within the rights to ask Pokevision to shut down, and I'm kind of glad that the long-term vision for the game does not include something as easy mode as Pokevision. Um, but Shane, you had you had some strong other thoughts on this, right? I literally, at the moment, do not care about Pokemon Go now. I never use those third-party sites or apps to play, and I was already kind of, you know, angry about the three-step glitch, but removing the the tracker period basically and the other what they have confirmed is a glitch the uh making it harder to catch pokemon and they run away quicker um that's at the moment put uh, a hold on my desire to play the game uh, you know my perspective on it has been though that i would oh re- oh and i'm really salty that i missed the dratini farm that was near us <laughs> yeah 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 and <laughs> all it's not one anymore all well we should mention all the nests changed randomly yeah. at some point is that you know you may have known where a particular pokemon spawned in your town but that rotated and my thought was maybe it tied into the septa cycles in ingress that I've... maybe it was going to be a time because when it happened was right at the end of a septa cycle in ingress it's just basically like you know, um, it's some a, sort of set time frame is all you're yeah, saying, like a, but with weird words. About a week, but it's okay. not exactly a week. But it's about a week. It's a week of game time, basically. So um, I thought it was related to that. However, we just finished a septa cycle again. The next one after that finished at 11 a.m. yesterday, and it doesn't sound like the nests have rotated again. So I guess that theory's shot. So I don't know if it was something they did intentionally, if it's something they'll do regularly, or what. Um, but what I was going to say, Shane, is that um, I was I was okay with it because I kind of realized that they, if they didn't make some of these changes, then we wouldn't play the game at all, and people would be very frustrated with it. Like you know, the sites like Pokevision have got to be hitting the server like yeah. a million times. They they posted a graph yeah. of some sort, but and I guess don't take me wrong. When they fix the game, I'll play it again. But for now, I have no reason to because I can't hunt Pokemon. I'd never really cared about the gym battles. And yeah, it's just I'd rather be playing my mainline games again, which I always play anyway. Matt, what were your thoughts on all this when this was going on? Um, I mean, I really think, I mean, it, it seemed like Niantic was, you know, kind of 
not expecting us to maybe do certain things like the uh, kind of third-party PokeVision um, websites coming out. So I think they were kind of surprised at how quickly we were progressing through this game. Um, so it kind of like, I think, freaked them out. So with these new updates and whatnot regarding, you know, the catch rate or the nests being able to despawn in other places and whatnot, um, I mean, I think that it's taken, like Shane said, an element away, especially now, you know, when I do play it with the three-step feature no longer being there. And, you know, I drive around a lot or walk around a lot, and I don't see nearly as much as I used to see. So it's become a little bit more difficult, which I like in a way, because, you know, it, it makes the journey of actually finding and catching and whatnot a lot, you know, more difficult. But there was this aspect of PokeVision that I liked about knowing that something was over there and kind of just, like, hurry up and driving before it despawned. But um, I can kind of see both sides, you know? Yeah, like, I, I I do really want them to put the radar feature back in the game because that's something I think that does make the game more exciting and you're actually um, hunting around to catch Pokemon. I wonder, though, there's a part of me, like, I, I know that a lot of that had to do with the server because it's got to ping the server every time your radar updates to show you where things are. And I know part of it is that. But part of me kind of wonders, you know, you hear these stories about people really wandering into places that they shouldn't be. And that always puzzled me because I was like, well, if you want to catch a Pokemon, it's right there. You just tap on it and you catch it. But I wonder if the radar wasn't causing people to wander into places that they shouldn't be going. And that's why maybe Niantic has removed that for the time being to either figure out how they're going to redistribute Pokemon so that they're not in these sensitive places or somehow discourage people from ringing on people's doorbells like there's a Dratini in your backyard type of thing. Well, they have already said that they've heard feedback about the nearby feature even from when it was working, and they are working to put something in place that you know will help people in the future. But no updates because they're so focused on rolling out to more countries, they said. Yeah, and it makes because it says now with the new update when you open it you know like don't trespass into other people's property and whatnot yeah, so I'll read that though <laughs> it's just something for me to click on to get to the game terms of yeah. service whatever exactly <laughs> the terms of service that specifically says you're not going to use a third-party api or whatever to access hey, things. i never did so that's just another thing i didn't have to read well i i know there were a lot of people really salty about pokevision and like it's like i get it i get the frustration of they remove this feature but pokevision to me was the pendulum swinging too far in the other direction and yeah. matt i think you i think what you said was was very right on is that we have to remember that this game is supposed to be a slow burn you're not supposed mm-hmm. to be able to catch them all in a couple weeks yes we all know about the guy in new york that did and i'm sure there's been others too but it's like that's that's really supposed to be the exception to the norm well you still can't technically catch them all because you know legendaries and ditto hasn't been found yeah um but you know what? That's what happens when you only release with Gen 1. There's not enough Pokemon for everybody to catch. So let's let's get going. Let's get some better Gens out. Well, yeah. one thing I did want to mention is that, you know, one place where Niantic was getting a lot of crap, and I think this is where they deserved it. This is where I did agree with the salty people for sure, was that Niantic just wasn't communicating a lot. And I'm not sure this company is set up very well to do that. Just from an Ingress perspective, you know, again, I played that game for a long time and still do uh, before Pokemon Go came out. And, you know, you will get your official posts once in a while, but it it does feel like they don't do a lot of like regular outreach and so forth, which is weird because something that Ingress has that Pokemon Go doesn't have is this real, well, this is going to sound horrible, but is a really rich 
backstory. I mean, hold on, put your pitchforks and torches down. I understand Pokemon obviously has a rich lore behind it, but that already exists. You know, the Pokemon company and the games and everything kind of wrote that for them. Whereas Ingress, they've been kind of, you know, has a really rich backstory behind it that, you know, they're writing out and so forth. So it seems weird that they can do all that and then do all these live events, but they have such a problem communicating to people. Well, hopefully we're seeing signs of that change because the official Pokemon Go did finally on August 1st make an outreach post on their Facebook and their Google Plus that was like, this is why we removed the three-step display. It was to improve the underlying design. We know people enjoyed it, but it was it was confusing. Uh, and then we limited the access to third-party services because of the quality of service and, and so forth, which also I wanted to say real quick is when they disabled all that stuff, I actually hope that's part of how they can catch these people that are botting. That's the stuff that really irritates me is the people that just have the robots that just mm-hmm. – Auto catch Pokemon and see. There's this whole CD like Pokemon Go world. I I don't even know. Like I'm just super innocent Pokemon Go player who drives around or walks around trying to catch the Pokemon. Like I don't know anything about the things you're talking about right now. Huh? It's just it doesn't even come up on my radar. I tell you, if I could <laughs> radar because you know uh, they broke because nothing's gonna <laughs> come up on your radar right now. Um, if I could work for Niantic for one hour. The first thing I would do is I would log into Twitch and look at all those people that are playing on an emulator and like spoofing their location and I would ban them. That is the, that is what I would do with my hour at Niantic because they have got to do something about the spoofers and all this crazy stuff. And it's been a problem in Ingress too. Um, Matt, what do you think about all the uh, seedy underbelly underworld of uh, Pokemon Go? I mean – like I said kind of before, I mean, it kind of takes away everything, you know, that the game I think is supposed to be about, about uh, whether you're Shane and you like to walk around, you know, just kind of catching them or you're more into like the battling side of things and you like to, you know, go to the gyms and meet new people and kind of claim your territory in a way. I feel like it kind of, you know, takes away from all of that. Uh, what I think they were originally set out to do, which I think is a new way of, you know, connecting with people through Pokemon. You're, you're you're absolutely right, and that really defeats the purpose of all of that. So spoofers are, man, Niantic's got to figure out how to how to lock that down with the spoofer and the robots and all that. And maybe that's something they can use in Ingress as well, because you know I think I told the story on the show a couple weeks ago. It's extraordinarily frustrating to work together with so many people to throw a giant field, only to have spoofers knock it down who are, who didn't take the forty five minute hike, you know, to get to the portal or whatever. It's it's insane. Right. Um. Pokemon Go, uh, Niantic did make another update a couple days later. So this is a really good sign that this is something they're going to do regularly, let's hope. Uh, that they actually did announce that the game was rolling out in Central and South America just in time uh, for the uh, Olympics in Rio, which should hopefully quell all the people. Inevitably, any tweet that Pokemon Go makes, any of them, if you expand it and read the replies, which you should really never do on Twitter, but you can't. <laughs> I can't help it. I read replies. Literally, all of them is... Brazil, Brazil, when's Brazil? Roll it out, yeah. Brazil. I understand Brazil's a big country. They want to play the game too, but, you know, like, calm down. <laughs> the, ga- the game needs some, some fixing too. I mean, it, I think it would be awesome if Brazil gets a game that plays even better than the one we got, but they have it now, so hopefully we'll see less of that on Twitter. Um, 
Also, I, I didn't even realize they did this, but they removed the battery saver mode on uh, iOS devices. Yeah, I stinks. heard it was causing some mm-hmm. like errors for people. Didn't ever affect me. Yeah, it didn't affect me. The only issue I would have is that sometimes like it wouldn't read my position right, and when I would lift my uh, phone to tap the screen or something, it would think it was in my pocket and it would shut off, and that yeah. would get really annoying. Yeah, mine was really sensitive like that, too. Yeah, so I think something's going on there, but there's probably something more serious as well. But they do say they want to fix that, and they're planning on fixing that in the next several days. And then they also said that legendary Pokemon were erroneously given out to some trainers. And (laughs) thanks to the help of several of our trainers, we were able to locate them and bring them home safely. So in other words, if you posted a screenshot on Reddit of the local gym with a legendary Pokemon... That person no longer has the legendary Pokemon. So, eesh. So, there you go. Um, Niantic has been doing some updates there. So, this is good. The communication is good. I hope they keep going. And uh, like you mentioned earlier, Shane, they also did a, um, they did a blog post of some sort where they actually showed a graph. Like, here is how often our server was getting pinged when Pokemon Vision was up. And then here's what happened when it got shut down. So, they're, they're bringing the receipts a little bit, which I think, I think that's good. I think that's that's good for a company to be showing the receipts like that. I don't always see that in gaming. Sometimes you you'll get the the line, you'll get the we hear your complaints and we're doing this, but to show the graph like that was pretty. Um, okay. Yeah, even though it had no context, it was literally a line that started up and then <laughs> went down, and there's no like numbers or words on it. I can do that too. I can make a graph just like that. It it could have been, here's the ratings of the game in the app store. (laughs) It could have been that graph. Who knows? Uh, Anyway, uh, let's move on to some other things that are um, affecting Pokemon Go. Pokestops are being removed. Have you noticed any here locally that are being removed? Because I have. Um, No, but ever since this whole debacle started, the only Pokestop I normally see is my one at work. Mm -hmm. And it's still there. So, well, um, USA Today, I believe, actually ran a story about uh, some folks in Arizona that were noticing that Pokestops were disappearing from neighborhoods. Uh, And uh, apparently uh, Niantic had told the Associated Press previously on July 29th that they were working to remove Pokestops at places like, you know, the Holocaust Memorial Museum and so forth. So there are um, Pokestops that are disappearing around. Uh, For example... uh, there was a Catholic church in Mesa that had three Pokestops removed due to safety concerns. Um, and actually, I've noticed here, uh, locally, we have a cemetery, uh, East Lawn, that in Ingress had a ton of portals. And obviously, a lot of that transferred over to Pokemon Go. They have all been removed. But here's the interesting thing as an Ingress player. It was only removed in Pokemon Go. They are still there in Ingress. Because I'll tell you, there's a lot of people on the Ingress side of things that are getting very frustrated with all this bad press for Pokemon Go. Because again, you know, a lot of folks have been playing a game with these places for years. It was just a lot less. And unfortunately, there are a few bad apples that are ruining. I know most people, if you're playing these games in a cemetery, you're respectful. But you've probably seen those YouTubes of people that aren't being as respectful and they're ruining it for everybody else. And the English people have been worried like they're going to ruin it for us too. But it's very interesting that Niantic did not remove from both games. So I could still go play Ingress in the cemetery if I want to. It's just interesting. I don't know. What do you guys think about the Pokestop removals? Anything? No. No? <laughs> no. I mean, it, I had, 
I think I'm, it's interesting just because, uh, like you said, they they mentioned that they were, <clears throat> excuse me, in the process of actually taking them down. But it, on the other flip side, it seems like there are some companies I read anyway that are trying to get their um, kind of you know location to be a Pokestop so that they can you know kind of use it for financial benefits and whatnot. But um, I think it's really great, kind of like what you said, going back to them kind of being respectful of that and kind of addressing it immediately because, you know, they don't want swarms of people maybe at the Holocaust Memorial and things like that. Um, So it just kind of shows their level of professionalism in a way. Or if you want to be cynical, like I tend to be, you could also say that this is a way for um, players to get less Pokeballs. So they have to invest more in the uh, real cash (laughs) shop. You know what though? If Niantic, Maybe. if Niantic really wanted to screw you guys on that and and that whole thing, they would limit the number of times you can spin a Pokestop because in Ingress you can only hack a portal four times in four hours. I think is the cooldown. And then if you try to hack it again outside of that, it'll say portal is running hot. It's going to take a significant time to reset. And I always assumed. That would carry over into Pokemon Go, but it doesn't. You can just keep doing it over and over and over again. So if they really wanted to screw you on the Pokeballs, they would uh, turn on some type of burnout feature where you can't use it again for hours. Who who knows? Anyway, um, so this is another big story about Pokestops, and this one has me a little concerned. I got to be honest. Because here in America, we love to do what? Sue people. You always hear about frivolous lawsuits, you know, people that, you know, sue companies for things they probably shouldn't be suing for. And I think a lot of people have written this off as something similar. However, I'm not so sure that this is going to end up being something frivolous. Um, And again, this is a case of a few bad apples, I think, are ruining it for literally everybody. So here's the deal. There's a a New Jersey man who was complaining that strangers were hanging out outside the house and five people at least knocked on the door and asked to get into the backyard because there was a Pokemon that was placed back there virtually by the game. Now, that's my first question is that if they knew the Pokemon was back there, then they could see it on their radar. Why didn't they just catch it that way? Or was it that they were narrowing it down with triangulation that with the one step away, the Pokemon had to be in the backyard? I'm guessing it had to be that. Or, I mean, they could have been driving by maybe. And, you know, sometimes when you're driving by, it pops up, but it's still too far to reach. Hmm. I don't Um, know. So any- or they're just trolls, like <laughs> real-life trolls. And so there's been a lawsuit against Niantic, and uh, it's class action status for people that have had Pokemon stops and gyms that are placed on the property. Uh, the lawsuit says that Niantic, quote, has shown a flagrant disregard for the foreseeable consequences of populating the real world with virtual Pokemon without seeking the permission of property owners. Uh, now, uh, the Pokemon company has a consumer marketing director, J.C. Smith, and uh, in a comment that he made to the Associated Press, he said uh, that the uh, location aware. Uh, actually, I don't have a direct quote, but I guess just that you know they're trying to update the game so it's fun, but also respects the real world by you know taking Pokestops out of like the Holocaust Museum, like we mentioned before. Um, you can fill out a form online, of course, to request that something be removed, but it's not going to happen right away. It does take time. And as we know, Niantic is swamped with a million things related to the game right now. Um, 
I, I have to admit, I worry that something like this could really screw Niantic and Pokemon Go. I kind of, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say I necessarily agree with the guy because I think at the end of the day, it's about the behavior of the individual and the individuals should know better than to knock on the door and all this stuff. But, I, you know, there are places on private property and it's been a frustrating thing in Ingress, let me tell you, um, that probably shouldn't be there. And so, I don't know. What happens? Shane, what do you think? Do you think that this lawsuit may end up hurting everybody? That the game could be damaged because of this? No, because I feel like this is going to be a one-off sort of instance. I mean, the people playing, you've got your your jerks like these guys here that, that caused this to happen. But it's just something that's popular now. It's going to go away. Nothing will come from it at all. I don't think it's going to affect the game. I don't think it's going to affect Niantic or the Pokemon company or anybody involved. I think this is just somebody trying to get in the headlines and that's it. Hmm. So you think it's a little more frivolous than anything else? Oh, yeah. Super frivolous. Interesting. Matt, Matt, what do you think about all this? Do you think this could be damaging for the game? Um, I mean, kind of taking off what you said, it's kind of sad just because it does kind of you know, ruin the game for us, who knows that we would never, you know, kind of push those boundaries and whatnot. But going off of kind of what Shane said as well, I can kind of see it kind of just dissipating as time goes by and not really becoming something big, especially with how big Pokemon Go is becoming. Like, I can't really see it affecting it too much. So, Shane, hypothetical scenario. Mm-hmm. Let's say they put shinies in Pokemon oh, Go. My, again, when, when this comes up, I say I will quit my job and become homeless okay. so long as I have my phone. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So you're homeless with your phone, and mm-hmm. you find out on the radar that the only like the shiny that you really want is in somebody's backyard. Uh, well, at this point, I'm a crazy homeless person, so I think I get a pass. <laughs> So you would go and ring on the doorbell? And- um, no, I would just climb a fence. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to ruin it for everybody. <laughs> no, because I'll be a crazy homeless person. I'll be a one-off. Ni- Niantic, please do not put shinies in the game. Shane will ruin it for everybody. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Uh, just a couple other quick things on Pokemon Go, and then we'll get to uh, an awful... This is a big week for Pokemon news. I know we didn't even talk about like what we did this week in Pokemon stuff. I just want to say that. We, it out now. we can do that in a moment No, here. I guess, yeah. All right. <laughs> well, first, let me mention this. If you're playing Pokemon Go, um, there is... People are calling it a hack, but it's not a hack. It's just a feature, I guess, of the game that people are just discovering. An Easter egg, if you will. Um, apparently, if you visit 10 unique Pokestops... In a 30-minute stretch, you'll get twice as many items and a guaranteed egg. I'm assuming that's if you're not already holding nine because the game's not going to give you more than nine eggs. But um, this makes a lot of sense. Shane, you remember the day we were walking around downtown when the game first came out? And like we'd hit a Pokestop once in a while where I'm like, whoa, I just hit the jackpot. I got a ton of items from yeah. this. This would make sense as to how that happened. So I think somebody has just finally figured out why some Pokestops are shooting out so many items. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you're right. Have you had that happen to you, Matt? Where you're walking around doing the Pokestops and suddenly it's like you hit the jackpot? Yeah, it actually happened to me yesterday. Um, I got like an egg and then a bunch of 
potions with raspberries and i was like why did i just get like seven items in one pokestop yeah but i didn't even know about that so it's good to know that now so apparently yeah you have to do 10 unique ones in 30 minutes but no duplicates that's the other important thing if you hit a duplicate then your streak ends so it actually breaks the chain yeah but that would make sense because that day we were just walking towards the park then we walked a lap around the park and we didn't like we didn't go back any places until we'd started doing the lures so that would explain why we got the double double um you know, outputs at some places. But I wonder if this is going to change the way people farm for items, basically, is that, you know, now it's going to be great to find a loop somewhere, like mm-hmm. um, here locally in our area, right? Um, have you been over to Old Fair Oaks, the place with all the chickens, Shane? No. Okay. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we got to go to a place with the chickens. We, we should go there. It's hilarious. But uh, there's a loop, and there's got to be 10 Pokemon stops in the loop. You can just walk around this loop and just farm items, like, easily. Hmm. Be a good way to get exercise, hatch eggs. Yeah, I am out of Pokeballs, but again, I'm not playing really right now. Anyway, uh-huh. so it doesn't matter. That's what he says. He's not playing. Not playing. <laughs> uh, what's a, uh, Matt, what's like a favorite place you've been to? Is there a place that Pokemon Go has helped you discover? Like a new place you hadn't been to before? Um, So far, I think the only... Because like over here, it's really where our university is. That That's mainly kind of where I stay because that's... Basically, we have like, you know, 30 plus poke stops and uh, we have like lakes that surround our university. So it's kind of the the, the hot spot, but um, not really. I mean, I, I've seen, like you're saying, stories about people who've kind of been like, oh, I never knew that this was here. Definitely memorial, uh, not memorials, like the statues um, in my parents' hometown. There's like a bunch of stuff that I was like, I didn't even know like this type of museum or this type of building existed. Um, so not necessarily an area, but definitely like. Uh, businesses and locations and whatnot that I never even knew was near me. Yeah, for me, that was always like one of the best parts about playing Ingress was that like I found all these places I had no idea existed even in like my own neighborhood. And now like people are experiencing that through Pokemon Go. And I think that was always like, honestly, the best part of Ingress was just like, wow, there's all these places. Like I had no idea there was a botanical garden right Mm -hmm. in the middle of the neighborhood type of thing. Like I didn't know that where we live had more than just, you know, my friend's house's work in Taco Bell. I found out <laughs> that there's like an old part of town and like a, like a train museum. So <laughs> did, you did, you didn't even know that this whole town exists probably because yeah, of I thought trains. it was all just streets to get to Taco Bell and d- d- work trains <laughs> and the rivers are the reason why Sacramento probably exists. And now you're just learning that. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, well, this uh, discovery is uh, coming to some more countries. The um, game is just launched in Singapore and uh, a whole lot of other regions um, in that area as well, including places like Cambodia, Malaysia, Indonesia, the Philippines, Thailand, Vietnam, Taiwan, and that's that's just some of it. Uh, a lot of places where Survivor, your other favorite thing, has been filmed, like Fiji, Micronesia, mm-hmm. Palau. I recognize all these places. So you're saying when I finally apply to Survivor that <laughs> I should bring my phone and play Pokemon Go yeah, yeah, on the island. Uh, that's where I recognize most of these places. It's like, oh, they had Survivor there. They had Survivor yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd like that, Shane. So, I do. So Pokemon Go has launched all the places where they film Survivor, I think, at this Hello. point. So that, was, that was their current wave. It was like CBS reality shows. That's where, they're, <laughs> that's where this next rollout was at. Yes. Okay. Do you watch Survivor, Matt? Oh, I think we actually uh, we're lo- we're having a Skype issue. We're having difficulty with Matt. Um, hopefully, he'll come right back. But that's uh, the joy of taping something over Skype is that sometimes it hiccups. Um, or he's just really offended by Survivor talk. Hey, hey, Matt, you back with us? 
Okay, so we're having an issue. So we're going to do the very super professional thing and take a break and try to get Matt back on the line with us. And then we'll finish up this talk about Survivor and Pokemon. Okay, we're back after the technical difficulties. Matt's back with us. Hi, Matt. Hey. Did you, did you miss all our talk on Survivor and how the Pokemon are launching in all the places where Survivor tapes? Um, after the word Palau, that's exactly where it cut off. So. Uh, yeah, well, apparently that's where uh, Pokemon Go is launching is all the Survivor countries. Do you watch Survivor at all? Uh, I've watched Palau, actually. It's one of my favorite seasons. There but you go. I think I watched Philippines, too. I, did they do two? In, I don't know if they did two, but um, I've definitely watched a few Survivors, just more of the older ones when I was younger. Well, Shane is going to go be on the show and catch Pokemon while he's there. Yep, that'll be my luxury <laughs> item if we can still bring them. It'll be my phone. It's like, I need cell service, too. <laughs> I think they got yeah. rid of luxury items yeah, after like yeah, the second season. They, they haven't had those forever. All right. Anyway, uh, well, if you are allowed to bring a luxury with you to Survivor, Shane, make sure you don't cheat with it because you launched the game in Singapore and people are cheating left and right. That's unfortunate. People are already spotting gyms that have like level 2000 plus Pokemon on it. And the game's only been out half a day. Now, part of me wonders if they didn't just download it from another country's store and kind of worked it that way. But the reality is there are cheaters out there and they're ruining it for everybody and they need to go do something better. Go cheat at something else. Anyway, um, one place where Pokemon Go will not be launching ever, Iran. Pokemon Go has been banned in Iran. Not a place that they filmed Survivor. I do not believe no, they filmed. No, no they Survivor not. there. Um, and this is uh, because the nation's High Council of Virtual Spaces considers the game a security threat. Yikes. Uh, apparently, it's not the first time that Iran has kind of taken moves against Pokemon. Uh, the 2001 card game was also, I guess, uh, given a proscription from a religious Saudi cleric. Uh, so, um, yeah, there you go. Uh, the game will not be uh, welcome in Iran, at least not until they make some major changes that I'm not sure Niantic is in any hurry to make because they have to make the game work in other places. So. Believe it or not, that's all I have to say on Pokemon Go. That was a lot. What? Okay, that's good. Things have been busy. <laughs> so let's take this opportunity, Shane, since you're really upset. I have not asked you how things have been going because we have such a busy news week. How have things been going we for you We have a guest. I think you should start with them. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Matt, how's Pokemon been treating you this week? What types of stuff have you been doing in the games? Um, I haven't been playing much this week. Uh, I've mainly just been kind of overly hyped about the sun and moon news so i've been hastily searching vp and twitter and just other fan sites and whatnot just for as much news that's kind of like what i like to do is kind of you know dig around for leaks and whatnot so i've been on tumblr surrounding myself with that and pokemon go of course i've been around my city playing that i'm a little scared at what pokemon go stuff you might find on tumblr oh gosh (laughs) (laughs) So they did cool. release the art of the, the, the trainers or whatever, or the, the leaders, so there's probably a lot of stuff now. Oh, boy. Anyway, all right, Shane, what about you? Um, so, of course, just regular Pokemon for me. I continue my shiny quest. I'm now up to, as of last night, 77 unique shinies for wow. my decks. So the last ones I got were Slugma and Jigglypuff, and... That is it. I just pour all my effort into catching shinies, and I'm not regretting a single minute of it. So, that do you is... keep them all in one game? Uh, what was that? Do you keep them all in one game? Um, 
Actually, I, I send them to the bank at the moment. Oh, okay. Um, I okay. transfer them between my copies, so then I can adjust the uh, the decks so that it displays their shiny um, sprite instead, or not shiny sprite, but you know, like an X, you can when you select a Pokemon, it'll show you what form you want. And you can pick mm-hmm. like male, female, or shiny, or whatever. So I just I switch everything to shiny. Oh, nice. Yes, and I hope to have. 100 at least unique ones by the time i get to sun and moon but it's getting frustrating sometimes because like i was trying to help a friend get a shiny uh metang and my friend safari that has that has mawile and klefki so i'm at zero metang and three mawile and five klefki i'm just like come on game have you have you started just sending those out in Wonder Trade or no? No, because I'd rather save them for people I know that may want them. Oh, that's fair. I don't care about strangers. <laughs> um, although I am really jealous because t- uh, I guess last night or today Shane got a shiny Jigglypuff. Yeah, I just said that. And what, well, yeah, but you won't give it to me. No, and I love Jigglypuff. I Look at my phone background. It's I don't Jigglypuff. care. Yeah, that's a normal Jigglypuff that nobody cares about because it doesn't <laughs> really? have green eyes. I want a shiny Jigglypuff. You need to stay in that friend safari and get like seventeen shiny Jigglypuffs and none of whatever it is you're really looking for in there. Because I, I, I really wasn't looking for anything. I'm just like when I get a shiny now because I gave up on helping my friend for the moment. I get a shiny. I move on to a different safari just to see what i'll get next mm. I, don't, I don't stick in one for very long mm. all right well uh and i honestly i haven't done a lot with either pokemon game this week uh, a little bit of pokemon go i, did yeah, I whole... feel like you're not gonna beat sapphire before no i will so, no i really don't think so i will i really i'm don't gonna do it out of so. spite shane which well I... if that's what it takes <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was playing a little bit of Pokemon Go because I uh, I did the whole trick where you pop an experience egg and then I evolved everything and I gained an entire level just doing that. So um, that's a very handy trick if you're not using that. All right, Shane, I know there's a ton you want to talk about with Pokemon Sun and Moon. And yeah. It was a busy week. It was a super busy week. So I really don't care that we missed a show last time. <laughs> um, so we had a new trailer that was like, five minutes long which i don't think anybody was expecting so and even i was like there's too much in this trailer. no this there is was too much there was not enough not enough yeah, the japanese I, was six minutes yeah the japanese one was just as good if not better in different ways but ours was really good too um so let's i'm not gonna go in order of what happened in the trailer we're gonna go in order that i wrote it down um, we got new Pokemon in- introduction, so let's talk about them. Rob, you might want to pull this up so you can actually talk about them, too. That's why there's a link there. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Just saying. Um, so we got, and I'm also not going in order that they were revealed, too. Um, we got some new Pokemon. The first one we're going to talk about is Fomantis, which is a grass-type Pokemon. It is categorized as the sickle grass Pokemon, and it is adorable. It's a little grass, somehow not bug, um, pink and and green. It's super cute. What does everybody else feel about this little little adorable guy? It's like a tiny little pair of scissors. It's adorable. Okay. Anyway, Matt, what do you think about it? <laughs> Wait, oh, sure. Ask me what I think and then just shut me down. Well, it doesn't look like scissors. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> Wait, look at the little hands. I love Fomantis. It's kind of, you know, because grass type is my second favorite type. So I was really excited to see another one added to the Alola crew. And 
Um, I'm kind of glad it's not bug, even though bug makes sense with grass with it, you know, kind of like Leovani and things like that. But, mm. you know, it's good because it won't be, uh, you know, four times effective to fire ice. So, and flying as well. So I'm kind of happy about that. But um, for its design, I really love its color scheme and I love its entire concept. And um, I'm definitely probably going to have one on my team. Now, is this the first time I'm trying to think back that we've had a Pokemon um, that is so clearly a bug, but not categorized as a bug? I don't think it's necessarily a bug. I'm oh, not, when we I'm get not... to its evolution, it's totally a bug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I, I can't think of another time. But, you know, whatever, this generation's mixing everything up. Um, we also got its evolution with uh, Lurantis, the Bloomsicle Pokemon, also grass only. Not nearly as adorable. Um, it's got its, I mean, I don't like its pants, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, Circus pants. Yeah, otherwise, I think it's still good. It's uh, obviously based off a of praying mantis, which mm-hmm. is cool. Um, it does. Does that mean it'll bite the heads off of other ones? Maybe in like fan art. <laughs> <laughs> um, it does learn a move that we haven't seen before called Solar Blade. Uh, and also we find out that it is a, and this is kind of spoiling things we're going to talk about in a little bit, a totem Pokemon of the Akala Island trial. Another thing we will be talking about later. So a, we uh we get a new move from this Pokemon, and B we get the name of one of the other islands finally, so yeah. that's awesome. Um, yeah, and I love how it how it. I mean, a lot of the Sun and Moon Pokemon are just so descriptive, which is making me love these games even more. You know, they've given them so much character, and something about Lorantis that I just love is its ability to. I guess kind of detest its trainer if it gets lazy and doesn't take care of its appearance because its appearance is so important to it. Um, cause it likes to be, I guess the most gorgeous of all grass type Pokemon I'm reading right here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it, it just adds so much more flair and character to it. I love it. Look, I can, I can understand and I can sympathize with how that Pokemon feels and so <laughs> forth, but like, I don't have time for your high ass needs. I will find a different Pokemon to play with. <laughs> You're wow. not. It's not even that. Cu- it's not as cute evolved as it is in its basic oh, no. form. It, it's definitely cuter as a little baby. But I, I, mean, I am going to abort the evolution for sure. Wow. And not make that happen. I think that's a little harsh. Um, nah. I also, you know, because it's me, I really want to know what its shiny looks like. Because mm. I like um, Fomantis because I think the colors are really well balanced. But in Lorantis is way too much pink going on. Not that pink's a bad color. <laughs> It'll just be the little antenna will be a different shade of green. That'll be the <laughs> no, shiny and you know it. Probably will. <laughs> or it'll be yellow like all other shinies tend to be. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. We have Young Goose's evolution with uh, Gumshoes. Or Gumshoes. I really don't know how you're going to pronounce that. But uh, it is the stakeout Pokemon. It is still just normal. And basically it is the opposite of young goose where young goose is very uh you know like i don't know what the word is but you know young goose will prowl around for its prey this uh gumshoes will stick around and uh kind of methodically wait it out to capture its prey the design is spot on looks like an older grumpier young goose so i am all for this guy yeah Definitely looks like a, what his name implies, a detective. Yeah, and, and I think that was lost on a lot of people. 
I, I don't yeah. know why. Like I saw videos and people talking about Gumshoes, and they're just like, "That's a, a dumb name." But look at him; he looks like a detective. You can't not see Donald Trump in this, and it has ruined it for me. I just, <laughs> I can't. I don't want anything to do with this Pokemon. It's not even good enough to be the uh, thing that holds the TMs and the HMs and all that. If those still exist, which we'll talk about later. That's true. Um, no, it's it's good. It's going to be kind of good. I don't know. I it's it's the evolution of a Pokemon you get on Route One. What yeah. do you expect? I very expect, simple, very normal. I expect that I will be sending it to the bin and never looking at it again. Wow. That's what okay. I expect. Well then, I guess we can move on to uh, I'm you know pronunciation of Pokemon names not super easy sometimes and i feel like uh this is one of those times we've got minior uh it's the meteor pokemon and its type is rock flying and it has a new ability called shields down which gives it extremely uh defensive capabilities until the shell breaks um then it will turn into a better uh pokemon for attacking a uh, cool thing about minior is that it has uh, an inside core that can be different colors and you won't know what it is until it breaks the shell off. I like it. It's cool. It's not really yeah. what I was expecting, but it's not that cute, but I suppose not even when it breaks its shell. I, yeah, I get it. It's all right. Yeah. There's just, I, there's, there's too much to pick from in this game. And it's like, you got like the bar is really high. If you want to get on my team, like the bar is really high right now. And I, I don't think this makes the cut. Yeah. What I liked about mini or, I think is just, um, his, because like we've got, and uh, I know I think it was uh, Sugimori said that we were going to get a lot of animal-based Pokemon this gen. So this is kind of like refreshing to me in a way because we only have like a few kind of like Comfe and things like that who aren't necessarily based on animals. And this is kind of refreshing because I love space Pokemon, and it reminds me so much of a shooting star and its lore about falling to the ground and not knowing what color you're going to get and having to collect all the colors and you know are the is one color more rare than the other color and i think it's going to be really fun it's just like a really unique kind of pokemon that um i think they haven't really done before in a way and what's going to happen with the shiny of it like is the shell going to be shiny that's all you care is about is the yeah. inside going to be shiny am i going to have to pay attention to both will different insides be different colors if they're shiny like this Pokemon has so many possibilities to ruin my life, to be quite True. honest. But we can move on to a better Pokemon that won't ruin my life. With uh, Mudbray, the donkey Pokemon. It is um, the pre-evolution of, I forget its name, Mudsdale. And it has own tempo and stamina as well. And this is the saddest Pokemon that we've seen in a while. Because its flavor text talks about how it was overhunted and was on the verge of extinction. Like somebody hunted this Pokemon for its donkey meat. That's depressing. So sad. That is very depressing. Yeah, yeah. it's cute. Um, I think Mudsdale's better, but I don't know. Uh, it. I wasn't planning on having uh, Mudsdale on my team, so I, I, I'm guessing Mudbray won't join me either. Um, it's cute, but I, I don't know. I, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Again, the bar is high. I don't know if there's room. Yeah. Matt, what about you? Um, yeah, I think Mudsdale is definitely going to be more of the staple. I mean, it, it was introduced first and you, you know, you, as we'll see later, you get to ride it. And, 
Um, I think that Mudsdale is probably going to probably be pretty used pretty often in competitive battling as well. And Mudbray is kind of the precursor to that. Um, but I really liked it. I, I love its design. You know, we see a farm on the Alola region map and obviously in the background of the video that we just got, uh, he's on his little farm and I think he's really cute though. I think he's a, a really well-designed Pokemon just because of the characteristic of just loving mud, being a mud horse. Well, I think something very consistent with this generation up until we talk about League Starter Evolutions, um, is that all the Pokemon are really well designed. Uh, mm. I don't think there's one that stands out as a bad design, which you know was easier to spot in other generations for me. Um, but let's move on to our next and I think last technically new Pokemon, uh, Oricorio, which is a dancing Pokemon. It is uh, f- sub- it's Something slash flying because Oricorio has four different forms based on the island you catch it on. So it's this little adorable bird that has um, four different forms, a fire flying, a an electric uh, flying, a psychic flying, and a ghost flying uh, form. And they're all based off of different dances, basically. Um, the fire flying is a baile style, uh, very Spanish influenced. Um, the electric flying one is the pom pom style, while not really dancing, is basically a cheerleader, which is hilarious and adorable. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we've got the post. I don't know how. I'm sorry, I'm butchering that word. Uh, style. It is the traditional like hula dancer looking uh, form. And then you've got the sensu style, which is more like Japanese with like kimonos and fans. Um, It also has an ability called Dancer, which will uh, it will copy any of or it'll sorry. It'll use the same dance move immediately after another Pokemon that uses one. This is the most amazing Pokemon they've announced yet. I am so here for this. Uh, I love that it changes with all the different dances. Yes. Is all I have to say and about that. you ruined the show and we're done. <laughs> How can you, wait a minute. How can you not love this Pokemon, Shane? This is a dancer. This is Shane who will be like, oh, I, uninst- or I installed Final Fantasy XI randomly today because I missed playing dancer. I want to play dancer. When are they going to put dancer in Final Fantasy fourteen? All I want in my Final Fantasy games is a dancer. Okay, now there's a dancer in Pokemon and you're like, whatever. Um, they're not <laughs> the same. So, I don't know. I just, I'm... You don't like them? No, it's not that I don't like them. I just, I don't like that, I don't know. It's too girly. That's what he's, he's trying to find a politically correct way to say it's too girly. That is, that is the problem and he's laughing and I know I'm right. It's too girly and that's why he doesn't like it. If I had to pick one I like, it's probably the Bailey style. I think that looks pretty good. I think they all look great. I can't wait. Yeah, I think this is like top tier Game Freak designing just because it's so, um, you know, like you'll be able to choose which one you really like. It reminds me of like the Evolutions in a way, and uh, I mean, even though I'm sure I think they all have one, they'll have one Pokedex entry, unlike the Evolutions. But um, I just think they're so reminiscent of just so many different cultures and the ability to kind of incorporate them into the game story mode. Maybe each island is you know something specific to maybe the Sensu style will be um, for the Ghost Island and being able to kind of. Uh, play off of some landmarks or geography points that that island has. Like it's just it has so it has so much lore building with these four and that's why I love them. 
I just find it strange. I mean, I guess they had to find like a traditional American dance, but they went with cheerleading. I mean, if I get one, I think I would probably get that because I can name it like after any character and bring it on. I was going to say, how is Bring It On not one of your favorite movies ever? It is one of my favorite movies ever. So there you go. That's all the rationalization you need. Spirit fingers. That's all you need. Yeah. Okay. Next. Um, No, because there's one other thing about it. It has a move called Revelation Dance. And depending on which Ori choreo you have, the typing of that move will change to correspond with the Ori choreo's uh, typing. But okay, that's all the new ones, except at the beginning of the trailer, they introduced us to Alola forms of um, Pokemon we already know. So that was crazy, and let's start with Executor. Executor turns from a stumpy little ugly grass palm tree thing to an awesome, super long neck uh, palm tree that is not only grass, but is also dragon. The fan art for this is killing me. It's hilarious. And I love that there's an egg on the tail. That's, I think, my favorite part of the design is that there's a little, like, uh, egg that's not good enough to sit at the table that just hangs on the tail. It's brilliant. Yeah, I love it. And all the fan art is killing me. Yeah, I mean, this this has definitely taken the Pokemon fandom by storm, I think, just with (laughs) fan arts and memes and whatnot and Mm -hmm. just being able to, I guess see the extremity that Game Freak would go with their designs. It, I think it just, I applaud them because it, it, I think it took a lot of guts to do something like this. And I think they executed it really well. Kind of like with what Rob was saying with the cute little coconut at the bottom with, and its face, it's different from all the other three. And It reminds me of a face from like something from Rhythm Heaven. Don't you mean they X executed it very well? <laughs> <laughs> Such a headache. <laughs> Yay, I killed Shane. <laughs> Puzzles. Terrible. Um, it also gains the ability Frisk, and that's enough to talk about that because I'm done with these puns. Um, and I just messed up my iPad. There we go. Uh, the next thing we, we learned about, the next Pokemon that gets in Alolan form, is Vulpix. No longer our little fire fox. It is now an ice fox and has the ability Snow Cloak. And it's way better looking than the original Vulpix. I will st- say that right now. Because when I think about Hawaii, I think about snow. Okay, but you clearly, it's it's just kind of based off of Hawaii. It's not, we're going to Hawaii. We're going to Alola. Why can't that we has, go to Hawaii? That has like a, like on one of the islands, like a big snowy area. So Fine. Yeah, and I think it snows in Hawaii. That's what I'm reading a lot of people saying. So it oh. doesn't snow often or I think in a lot of places. But well, There are mountains. Like I know there's got it. Like it's just like in California we get snow too even though, you know. But it's just you know, not the first thing I think of with Hawaii. Right. Whatever. But um, I do think it's cute. Don't get me wrong. I think, I think all these forms are really cute even if they're like all ice. Spoilers <laughs> for what we're getting to. Sorry. Um, so – because we have an Alolan Vulpix, uh, the evolution is also different. We have an Alolan Ninetales, which is not just ice, but is also fairy type now. Uh, also has the ability Snow Cloak. I think I may still like the original Ninetales better. This one looks like it just woke up and didn't have time to do its hair. <laughs> um, what do you think, Matt? Um, I mean, I, I've never been a fan of the Vulpix and Ninetales line just because mainly I'm not a big fire type Pokemon person, but mm-hmm. I've always 
still, you know, enjoy their designs, but I just think these have taken it to the next level for me, especially with the typings. Um, and yeah, Ice Fairy, I'm, I'm super pumped for that, actually. Yeah, it, it, it's such a good typing to be kind of combined with something that I also want would be like Ice Poison, but Ice Fairy would also be something that would was on my list of, you know, what I hope that they would do. But um, I don't know, I, I love it. I think that the the design is cute with the white and the blues and i get what you're saying though her hair especially in the official art looks really messy looks a little bit more elegant in the gameplay footage but yeah um, that nine tails may have been out way too late last night and might be hung over (laughs) (laughs) um rob do you have anything to say or is texting more important excuse you nobody would know i was texting (laughs) if you didn't call that out like your (laughs) ds stuff earlier no i i i'm Curious to see how they are unveiled in game because, like I said before, you know, snow is not the first thing I associate with the region. Although I understand it could be a part of it, so maybe there's like a special area or something. So I'm kind of curious to see what the lore is behind these things existing, if that makes sense. Well, it talks about it if you clicked on the details. Well, I just you know how it presents itself in game is not going to be just the details. I know I think it'll just be a random Pokemon, mm. uh, you know, encounter. I don't think it's going to have any real like big introduction like hey you've seen Vulpix before we'll look at it now or something like that i also think this could be how there's a tie-in between sun and moon and pokemon go since we have all this stuff affecting first generation and they've said that something will tie in like maybe if you own sun and moon or you do something in those games you'll get a code for an item in pokemon go that will allow you to change your vulpix or your sandshrew or whatever we haven't talked to- about sandshrew you spoiled it <laughs> oops to well maybe you should talk a little faster to these new ice types and i think that would be pretty cool and i don't think it would take a lot of resources to be able to do that on niantic's end so that's just my thought I don't know about the executor type because that's a whole different looking thing, but anything's eh, possible. Well, it's still executor, so that's yeah, true. Um, anyway, thanks to your spoiling. We also got Sandshrew uh, that has an Alolan form, and this is like leaps and bounds way better than original Sandshrew, who I already loved. Um, now he is Ice Steel. Uh, he's got also the ability Snow Cloak, like everybody else that was here based, um, so far. And he looks like a little igloo, and I love him, like, so much. I want a whole team of just them at this point. I think Sandshrew is really cute, but Sandslash looks even better. (laughs) (laughs) I quit. (laughs) No, you don't. You can never quit. Anyway, um, the little... Fun flavor text on the site talks about how it slides across the ice um, on its stomach like a curling rock. I'm like, oh, bring a bring information about sport nobody knows about. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, Matt, how about you? What do you think about the like 10 million times improved Sandshrew? I like it. I mean, and it makes sense because it's obviously going to be at the top of that um I think it's going to probably be called Ula Ula Island, the biggest island. And like right next to it, I think, is that kind of deserty badlands area. So it makes sense that, um, you know, maybe Sandshrew originally would be brought to Alola in that area. And then because of the climate and because of the area that they were, you know, brought in, that these regional variants would start to adapt to the um, to the environment and become like this. But its design like you said i think i think it's adorable i mean its original design already kind of looked like a you know a sand igloo but just to take it a step further and you know beef him up and then make him look an actual like like an igloo 
genius. You know what? I would I would counter that that maybe his first design almost I could see the igloo because he's super round, but I would go more like pyramids, like just oh, yeah. the way the like the I want I called them blocks, but I don't know the scales on him kind of look. That's true. Um, he gets an evolution, of course, uh, Alolan Sandslash, also Ice Steel, also a uh, Snowcloak ability. I I like it a lot. Um, I was never a fan of the original Sandslash for some reason. I like this one a little better because for some reason having that one big spike at the top of his head kind of looks like like David the Gnome or something to me. Like he would belong in some sort of like Nordic fairy tale about gnomes. I don't know. That's where I went with it, Rob. I think they're both cute. Um, again, it's going to be a very crowded team, but um, I, I think they're both adorable. And uh, I, I meant it when I said Sand Slash, I think looks even better. I think it fits the type very well. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a, you know, a good idea. I mean, I feel like they saw Sand Slash and they were like, yeah, we can definitely make icicles out of that back. Like <laughs> spiny stuff that they had originally. They could do a lot of things. They could make it thorns for grass. They could make it... Uh, okay, that's actually where I stopped in my line of thinking. <laughs> just grassland. Yeah, just grass. Grass is the only other thing that Sand True and Sand Slash can be, I guess. Yeah. Um, but that's all the new Pokemon that they showed off. Uh, the next major announcement was Island Challenge Trials. And this looks to be replacing gyms. Um, they basically are tests that you t- undertake on each island. And they're not always battling. You might have to do something else for them. And Matt, you brought up something on Twitter yesterday that threw me because I didn't know about this. Um, we were given four trial captains in the trailer. One for grass, fire, electric, and uh, water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned something about there being more than that. Yeah. Um, I was watching... Uh, game explains analysis with Joe Merrick from Serebi and Joe, who I think he speaks a little bit of Japanese and he, but he definitely has translators for his site um, mentioned in the video when uh, game explain asked him said that the Japanese website actually says that uh, in a small sentence that there's more than four child captains. So I did a little bit more digging and went on Reddit and found that another user who speaks pretty, you know, Good Japanese also said that, yeah, it does indeed say right here that um, the Japanese website confirms that we're going to get four more, uh, more than four trial captains, which I'm excited about. Yeah, because um, going into something else kind of related to it, uh, after uh, on each island, there's also a kahuna that you have to beat. So there are four islands. We got four trial captains. We know one kahuna being Hala. So I was like, okay, that's kind of your eight gems right there. You've got the four trials and four kahunas. However, with this whole, oh, there's more than four trial um, captains. The the possibilities are like endless. Like one one island may have like six trials for some reason. Who knows? Um, right. I also wanted to mention that at the end of each trial, there is something called a totem Pokemon, and they are like a stronger, bigger version of a regular. Pokemon, um, and it will also summon allies to its side to fight you as well. And in the video, it showed a one-on-two battle, one being your Pokemon, and then the totem Pokemon pulling another friend along with it. Uh, I'm a little scared. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how well, that's going to work out. That might be pretty difficult. Yeah. I mean, I I definitely think that 
if anything kind of uh, compares to a gym leader, it's definitely the totem Pokemon more than the trial captains because the way that Game Freak's presenting it right now, it seems like the trial captains are going to be more of um, like our guidance because they've already taken the Iron Challenge. So they'll be like, hey, help me do this, help me do this, and I'll have you know some character personalities to go along with it. But who knows, you know, we may face them in a battle, but it definitely seems like the totems are more like the ones after a trial, after you, you know, find an item, defeat a Pokemon, do something for, you know, these trial captains. Uh, you face these totem Pokemon, and you'll be able to, um, you know, after you defeat them, maybe get an item, a, a TM or a Z, Z crystal. Sorry if I spoiled. Yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> um, but, um, The trailer's been out a week, I guess. So. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, so I think it adds so much more just because it's not just, oh, you know, here's a gym battle, that's it, move on to the next city. It's like trials and totems and, you know, uh, mini games. And then at the very end of the island, you get to face this giant leader, you know, who's in charge of the island before you move on to the next plot point. So I think it adds a lot. You know, I've seen some talk online that people are a little bit uncomfortable and they're a little irritated. Like, what do you mean they're getting rid of gyms and badges and all this? Like, how can they do that? But I, I'm, I kind of, I'm okay with them mixing up the formula a little bit, especially when we're talking about that there may be things that isn't just battling. I think that's kind of clever, and I, I like that there might be a new way of progressing in this. Yeah, and who's to say that these trials don't give us badges or some sort of reward that we can right. signify that we've completed a challenge? Um, and I also wonder, because they do go on to mention that each trial captain has a, an expert in a specific type, that if the trial that we undertake with that captain, if the totem Pokemon at the end of the trial will be the same typing, in essence, giving us our gems. Right. So because that would mean there's a normal gems. gym out there somewhere, or a normal trial as well. Right. Yeah, because we need we need a normal trial leader who... Uh, will probably be on Melee Melee, the first island, since all these other ones seem like they're on Akala in some form or the other. But um, I hope we get one for uh, Trial Captain, maybe for each type. That would be awesome. Oh, for all all types? That yeah. would almost be like finally getting a Dark Gym, which would be amazing. Yeah. Right. That's, a lot, that's what a lot of people are theorizing right now, is that maybe... Because um, maybe uh, the Elite Four at the end will be a specific type, so maybe we'll have, you know, like, 18 minus four, that many trial captains, and then the final four will maybe be an elite four. But um, I think it would be really cool because, like, you know, you get representation all across the board from each type instead of leaving, you know, some out like they usually do in past generations. Yeah, I think that would be that would extend the game's life like so much just to have that in there. Exactly. And I would be kicking myself if I didn't make mention of the fact that one of the Trial Captains, Mallow appeared in that awful, <laughs> awful final evolution of the Starters leak. <laughs> like, basically confirming at this point that I'm no longer going to be on Team Poplio. No, so, shame. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to leave it. I mean, I cannot, I cannot have that final evolution for Poplio. Just not my thing. Which I've brought up many times on this show. So... Has Rob seen it? Yes. And why don't you explain your, your thoughts on that ugly evolution, Rob? I, I actually, it kind of improves my thoughts on uh, where Poplio is in, in things, but I'm still Team Litten all the way. 
Even mm-hmm. I, I like the wrestling fire cats kind of funny. Um, so me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm team Litton all the way. And that makes me excited that Shane will go with, um, Rowlet, Rowlet because it's going to make him very easy to beat as a fire type. Yeah. Like you could beat me even though I don't play competitively. Come on. <laughs> let's, let's just be honest. Um, <laughs> The one thing that you and I were discussing on Twitter, Matt, was that maybe Koro Koro had said a while ago um, when they introduced Rock Ruff that Rock Ruff and the starters have some sort of secret. And we still don't know what that is. And I was maybe hoping because I don't really want to give up Poplio because I love Poplio, but just not what it turns into, that maybe we'll get split evolution lines for the genders because the final evolutions are very very like heavily leaning one way or another with each um, design, I think. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. You go, Rob. I was just going to say, I could see that. That's all I was going to say. But I also hope that, you know, if I could still have a male in the feminine form if I want, cause I do what yeah. I want. Yeah. And, and hopefully that's what maybe will happen. It doesn't really depend on the gender, but maybe I'm reading some theories about possible locations Mm -hmm. or other uh, types of things that may influence, uh, you know, the The starters slash rock roughs ability to evolve, um, which would be really cool because like, you know, Rob said, you could have a male that's a mermaid esque looking or, you know, a lucha cat. That's a wrestler that, you know, is female and whatnot. But, um, I think it would really help expand the game if these leaks are true that the starters would be able to get maybe, you know, two final evolutions instead of one, but that's a whole other ball game. That would be so nice if it was true. If Channing Tatum can be in that Splash remake, then I can have a male Poplio in that form. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) pick Pick up a newspaper sometime. I don't know what that is. I have my iPad. Go to news.google.com or load Facebook. Anyway, uh, part of the trailer also finally told us what that silly bracelet is on the trainer's wrist. They are uh, Z-rings for Z-crystals, which culminate in Z-moves. Z-moves are powerful moves that Pokemon can use only once in battle. And the requirement for uh, Z-moves is that you have the corresponding Z crystal, which all elements are represented, and the Pokemon is holding the corresponding Z crystal. It does not seem to be based on what type that Pokemon is. So if you wanted, you know, just for example, because we saw it in the E3 gameplay, Poplio does learn a fairy type move, but he's water. If you wanted a fairy type Z move, uh, you could give Poplio a fairy type uh, Z crystal and there you go just because Poplio knows a fairy type move I think that's awesome I think that really switches up the entirety of competitive play and uh, what do you think about that Matt yeah I mean I definitely think that's it's going to be an interesting uh, kind of mechanic for the the metagame because you'll be able to kind of choose strategically when you want to use this move and what, you know, like you were saying, you don't know, or it'll give your opponent not really sure what move they're going to use, what Z crystal they're going to use because of the uh, mechanic of, you know, it just needing to know a move like uh, disarming voice for Poplio. But I think um, it's really interesting. I think there's a little bit more we're probably going to learn about these things. They didn't give us the full story on them. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to definitely evolve, you know, more positively, but 
I like it. I think it's a good idea. I thought it was going to be synchro, some form of synchro, but I, I'm still hoping that's in there somewhere. To be yeah. honest, now I'm thinking Mega's Argon. Yeah, I kind of feel like they are, which I'm not too disappointed about, to be honest. Yeah, I, I definitely think that they'll be in the game, but maybe not new ones. You know, just because they don't want to get rid of that mechanic. So, I, mean, I think a lot of people did like it, and because you can't really get rid of. In, in the lore of the Pokemon world, you can't really get rid of unless they just don't exist in Alola. Um, but from a, a marketing standpoint, I don't think they would completely get rid of the actual um, having them programmed into the game, but definitely maybe not introducing new ones. They could get rid of the bracelet, though, that allows you to call them, right? I mean, especially if this is also a bracelet, I can't see that you're going to have like the two. They could give you a ring. <laughs> I, I get, I just, that's how, that's kind of what made me think the Megas are gone is because I was like, well, you're not going to have like two bracelets. So I think yeah, this I think, is replacing that. I think some people were claiming that on the Z ring, there's actually like a little like ball area maybe underneath it or on the other side of where the z crystal goes the the, the main z crystal i don't know if that's been debunked or whatnot but there some people are saying maybe you could put the um the mega stones for the specific pokemon with it so it's kind of like a dual mechanic ring yeah i've seen that and i saw the spot where they're talking about um they go out of their way i feel like to not show you that anymore in any of these pictures but right um, I, I, I do hope that Megas are gone, I, you know, even though you brought up really good points about not removing, you know, basically gameplay elements like that. Um, and people did like them. I just think that I was tired of watching Kangaskhan Mega evolve in competitive play and Salamance. It was just getting a little old. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's definitely. Oh, sorry. I was say there's definitely going to be, um, I think maybe a drop in that, especially if they don't continuously add them. And with the Alola forms, I was just, just wanted to quickly say that I've seen like some people talk about how it's such a different design and a design that will stay to where Megas usually were just like, you know, different markings or they grew an extra horn or something like that. So yeah. I can see why definitely people would be, you know, have a bitter taste in their mouth about Megas just because it was kind of dealt with in a shaky way. Or Manectric turning into a big lightning bolt. He's like one of my favorite, and uh, he just got super dumb looking with his Mega. Right. Very sad. Um, so in addition to these uh, these gameplay elements for Z-Rings, Z-Crystals, and Z-Moves, we can also purchase our own physical Z-Ring. Woohoo! And I'm not going to be ashamed to admit I've already pre-ordered one. Uh, yes. Amazon and GameStop both have them up for pre-order, Amazon being slightly cheaper. So and don't I, they come out like a few days after the release of Sun and Moon? It's supposed oh. to be timed with the release. So yeah, I think Amazon shows a few days after and GameStop says day of. So I don't really know who to believe, but it's, it's fine. I'll still yeah. get it. Um, it actually syncs up with uh, the game. So when you use a Z move, uh, it will light up, make noise and uh, vibrate. So that's so nerdy, but pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna wear the crap out of. Of mine. course you are. You <laughs> still too. play. You still play with Power Rangers toys. This of course. Is true. This of is course true. you ordered that thing. Yes. So are you getting one, Rob? I don't know. Well, I'm gonna have the other little for the Pokemon Go. The no, you put that thing. in your pocket. I've seen like it clip on too. So uh, you, are you gonna get this one? I'll think about it. I don't know. <laughs> Matt, did you pre-order yours yet? I haven't pre-ordered it yet, but I plan to. Can't I just steal yours? I'm gonna wear it. Yeah, I'm going to be wearing mine, so you have to pry it from my cold, dead body, I guess. Is that a challenge? Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, last thing about uh, the trailer is we got uh, confirmation of Ride 
Pokemon. Um, so in Alola, you actually call on the service of these ride Pokemon instead of actually using your own to get around. What's interesting is that in the trailer, it shows them doing stuff we would normally do with uh, either items like the dousing machine or um, stuff we would use for HMs. So we've got Charizard, which shows you flying, kind of like, a, you know, instead of using fly. Lapras was surfing. Mudsdale was um, walking around on rocky terrain. Sharpedo was also surfing and breaking rocks. Stoutland was doing the dousing machine job of finding items. And Tauros was uh, just uh, looks also like a rock smash sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so awesome because I don't want HM moves anymore. I'm sick of having an HM slave. Me too. Even I mean, though I would keep them the entire time so they'd be like the best Pokemon I'd have, I'd have at the uh, Elite Four just crushing everything. But Right. But not even like a HM slave, but even... I found myself in past generations, you know, having that water type Pokemon that I chose to be on my team. And, you know, because you the first game flu, you choose those six that you want. And then, you know, you have to teach at least one of them an HM or you have to keep going back to your um, box, you know, just to get the HM slave and whatnot. But um, I think it's going to really be a good idea to just replace them. Yeah. yeah. And I hope that's I, what they really are doing with these. Um, and it's not just our speculation or whatever. Yeah, with that transfer mechanic that we see in the official art, it it really seems like it's more or less confirmed, at least in my mind, because I want it so bad that <laughs> you'll be able to just say, hey, give me that Charizard to fly or give me that Lapras and whatnot. And um, I don't know, it, from a technological standpoint, it's such a cool thing. And we even get our cute own little outfits, those green things with the helmet. Yeah. Like, when do you have the time? Like, if it's an instantaneous sort of, like, calling you have to just go run and find like a bush or something and change real quick and then hope that you're done by the time the Pokemon gets there. That would be funny. Or maybe it's like a mega evolution for us. You just do it on the spot. Yeah. It will get encased in like a cocoon and then break out with all these little flames around us and make some silly pose. Um, Rob, do you have any opinion on writable Pokemon and what they could represent? Um, No, I not, not, I mean, again, I'm not as, have not been as into the mainline games as you guys, so I can't get into all the theory and tinfoil hatting about it, but it looks cool. That's that is- all I got. All right, that's an opinion. So <laughs> that that's You're such a jerk. That's really all that happened in the trailer. Um so a couple other quick things. Right now, if you live in the United States, the Arceus, I guess if you're here, or Arceus, if you read it everywhere else, event is going on at GameStop. You can pick up a card and get him in your uh, XY Omega Ruby or Alpha Sapphire games. I need to do that. Yeah, we should probably do it today at some point because I need another one. Um, (laughs) Because they only give you one usually, and that's rude because who doesn't have multiple? Do you have to buy something? No. Oh, good. Um, I I went this past week and the girl, like, knew that i liked pokemon so much so she's like i'll give you an extra one and i was like thank you you're the first one who's ever done that (laughs) my old gamestop for the last one they gave out they gave me three because i asked because they knew me but since i moved this new place doesn't know me yet so it's like here you can have one now go away a little sad but only a matter of time yeah well hopefully in time for october because gamestop is also partnering with them again for the volcanion event finally Finally getting the last Pokemon from this generation, Generation 6. 
Um, it starts in October. We don't have like a like a firm start or end date, just October to coincide with the release of the movie here. Which again, we don't. I don't think we know if it's going to be like direct to DVD or going to be on Cartoon Network at this point. It's but, all uh, digital these days, right? Netflix, maybe. Possibly that'd be good. Makes I guess sense. if you want to watch it. Yeah. But I just want Volcanion finally, so I can be done at seven hundred and twenty. Just need my seven hundred and twenty first, and I'll need like several of those cards. But that's it. Unless you guys have anything to say about GameStop having cards that they don't want to give us. <laughs> no, we need to go get one. That's all. Okay. Well, that's it for the Sun and Moon news. Well, before we close out the show for this week, I do want to get to um, some tweets that we have. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Pokestop Podcast. You can also email us. We didn't have any emails to read this week, but you can email us, Podcast at gmail.com. If you ever want to send us an email, you can do that. We would love to read some of those on the show. Uh, but we do have just a, a couple tweets here I want to get to real quick. Uh, our pal Loki from OLR was, uh, I guess, letting us know that there is an app on the iOS app store called go throw where you can practice your pokeball throwing. So, and you know what this makes, you know, again, this is like the dating app or the chat app. It's all those things that want to piggyback on the success of what is, you know, the largest cell phone game basically of all time. So this doesn't surprise me at all at all. This is in line two of those. uh, I don't know if you've seen those 3d printed cases that you can put on a phone that will force your finger to just go right up the middle. So you can throw pokeballs easier. Like it's really weird. Yeah, it's very strange, these cases. Uh, Lastly, Shane, listen up. This is a question for everybody. It's a tweet from Kidman Project, who tweets us, if you were a gym leader, what would be your type, team, and the name of your badge? What would be your type, team, and the name of your badge? All right, so what are you going to do? Shane, get a mic and tell us what... What would be your type? I'm going to go last match? is what I'm going to do. Oh, you guys no. can answer first. All right, Matt, what would you what would you do? Uh, okay, so my type would be ghost, my favorite typing, and my team, I'd probably be around the fourth gym, third gym, so I'd probably have like a Pumpkaboo, a Ghastly, and a Gorgeist. And um, my badge would probably... Gosh, I thought of this the other week. What was it called? I forgot. It's like the spirit. Oh, yeah, the spirit badge, I think. Um, let's see. I guess my gym would have to be uh, – it's going to have to be a hybrid gym, so deal with it. It's going to have to be a fairy <laughs> psychic gym. And my team, because you know I love first gen, is going to definitely have to have Jigglypuff uh, and Jinx. Absolutely will have those two. Uh, Mr. Mime for good measure, just because. And um, – Mew, because I got to be difficult to beat. Your gym is dumb. <laughs> like, you can't even do half that stuff. What are you talking about? You My gym is awesome. You can't have a legendary or a mythical. Come on. I can do, you and can, you can't be I'm dual sorry. type like that. I'm sorry. I don't read any borders or rules in this tweet. It is if you were a gym leader, guess what? When I'm a gym leader, I'm going to set my own damn rules. So and Nobody's going to go there. I can have a legendary if I get want. shut down. <laughs> By who? The pokey police? Yes. Is Officer Jenny going to come and lay down the law? I don't Probably. think so. Probably. All right. What's your gym then? Um, because it's not in there yet. Dark type? Because, Matt, you had like a question like this on your Twitter before, and I, I thought mine was awesome because I'm you know, like conceited like that. Um, 
So dark type, the gym theme would be like a courtroom because dark is kind of like the bad thing. And so I would have um, a shiny Bisharp because he's blue. Um, I would have a Sharpedo. Wait a minute. You yeah. can't have shinies at gyms. Why not? Because you're Ooh. just making up all these dumb oh, rules. Oh, no. Gym leaders don't have shiny Pokemon. Fine, you're fine. breaking the rules. Fine. I'll have a regular one that I painted blue. How about that? <laughs> Um, so shiny Bisharp, a Sharpedo, um, a Crocodile. No, don't talk over me. No, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do what I want. It's, he's just going to have a shiny gym and it's nothing but shinies. If I could, that would be even better. I would totally do that. See, they'd all be blue shinies. I know what I'm talking about. Um, anyway, and then the badge would be like the justice badge or something because it's a courtroom. So these are crooks and bring them to justice. Oh, my badge would be a gold star with you did it written in comic sans. That would be my badge. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible. I would send my trainers and Pokemon over to your gym and burn it down. Cause they're bad anyway, but they'd be doing a good thing. Well so then it's I'd... like their, it's like their, um, their community service. I'm going to have a, a fully evolved Popolio at my gym. <laughs> Just to be able to put out fire and scare you off. Um, your Poplio or whatever we're going to call it would get cut. <laughs> so Rob has a dual typing, a sticker badge, and a legendary in his gym. Yeah, no, a mythical because he mythical, picked yeah, you. They, they yeah. Yep. So my gym is awesome. I think you were actually just like some guy in a like a dark room that took a lot of drugs because this would never happen. <laughs> So that's what you're seeing. So, and by the way, my gym would have no blue in it. The color blue would be banned from my gym, and there would be no blue in it anywhere. So it's to keep certain people away. <laughs> and I think it's super effective, just saying. Thank you very much for the question, Kidman Project. It started no fights at all here on the show. If you want to tweet us a question, uh, Pokestop Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter. But that is uh, going to bring us to the end of what was a little bit of a longer show, but there was just so much news this week. Hey, Matt, thanks so much for being here. I hope you had fun. No problem. Thanks, y'all, for joining me. It was awesome. Anytime. Uh, one more shout-out for your YouTube for people to find you. Yes. Follow me uh, at YouTube.com slash King and Twitter uh, at Pumpkaboo. All right. Get on that, everybody. In the meantime, we will be back uh, in a few days to bring you another episode. I don't, well, I don't know. Shane's got like travel coming up. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. If- so, oh, something I meant to bring up because uh, Joe from Sarah B said this. So, I'm, I'm going to be out of town for a Power Ranger convention next week. And then right after that's over is Pokemon Worlds. And apparently, I haven't seen this anywhere but his Twitter. Um, Nintendo is saying that not everybody that wants to go just as spectators will get to go. Um, so I'm hoping I'm not part of that. Not everybody when I get there or I will punch them in the face. Just tell them I have a podcast. I'll just be like, I'll throw a fit. <laughs> That'll get me. And he will. And he yeah, will. I will. All right. Well, we're going to find some way to record a show. Even if I have to replace Shane for a week, I will. I'm not afraid to do that. 
So uh, we'll see. Uh, I may, may or may not have had his permission anyway, but uh, we'll uh, have that to look forward to. Uh, in the meantime, of course, uh, tweet us at Pokestop Podcast. You can also email us, pokestoppodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also leave us a comment over at the Voice of Geeks Network, vognetwork.com. And if you go to our website, pokestoppodcast.com, it'll take you right there to where you can leave some comments on the episodes as well. We do appreciate nice reviews in iTunes, uh, Google Play, or wherever it is you found this podcast. That is going to do it, though, for another week here at the Pokestop Podcast. Thank you guys very much for listening. Have a great week. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pokestop Podcast. The Pokestop Podcast is an OLR Studios production. For more information on our network of other geek culture shows, visit vognetwork.com.